What's going on? Finally got this thing working. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to figure out how to how to sort of set it up and stuff. But uh, glad to glad to have you, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, who who are you cooped up with? Who are you cooped up with? That's a good question to start. I'm cooped up with my family. <laughs> yeah. Um, just my my twin sister and my uh, my mom and dad upstairs. But uh, yeah, man, we're we're chilling. Just going out to the grocery store just to, you know, get some stuff and then run back and just spray down for like three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's, I guess that's what's tricky, right? Is that like you're, and the same for us as well. Like I'm, you know, at home with, uh, with family as well. And we're only going out for like essentials. Um, and to see someone with like their coat on ready to go outside is a huge sort of, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just a huge where sort of, uh, where are you going? Um, so I guess just to, just to start, uh, just for people that are going to be watching this later, especially in, uh, for the podcast, just tell us, uh, tell us about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. So I'm, uh, I, I do a bunch of stuff. Um, I think, um, I first basically, how should I begin? Um, I started as a musician, um, first, like in the industry, I, uh, let out a album. I was telling you earlier, I, I basically released an album in 2015, and it was called Behold, and I worked with a bunch of people, and I uh, had a chance to really dive into my uh, my uh, rap area of of kind of what I was doing at the time, and um, met some awesome people in the industry, and decided to just uh, go ahead and release a project. And uh, one of the songs actually um, made radio uh, in 2015, and it was pretty sick. And uh, it was on Z1035, and um, yeah, from there I just kind of seen a lot of like. Um, cool stuff in um the music industry and was like I, I like i would like to continue doing this but i wanted to take a step back just because i wanted to i wanted to kind of learn a bit more about myself in that sense so i decided to um focus more on school and focus more on kind of the visual um aid to art and went into from there it wasn't it wasn't even just like photos i decided to actually look into like motions and like uh, motion graphics and all that stuff and came into animation and then flipped past that and went into film and then um yeah i guess long story short i made a film to end ryerson with um i graduated with this film called perspective and um I think that's how that's how we met. We met uh, through Rob, mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had I actually had Rob. I had Rob on the show uh, a little while ago. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I seen the I seen the post. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, he's a great guy. But that's how that's how we met. And so there's just this form of I guess this like network of creatives that have sort of uh, lived amongst each other, and that's how we sort of connected. Um, so I guess tell me, so you're so you're a filmmaker, and we had connected because of perspective. Um, yeah. tell us about, about that. Tell us about, uh, perspective. Yeah. So it was cool. It was actually based off of, uh, so I did a film and the film specifically is called perspective, the short film. I did want to make it a massive, um, kind of like lengthier thing, but I decided to just, um, make it shorter. It was my first thing. So I was like, uh, let me just, you know, let me start off, um, slowly. He helped me tremendously, man. I, the film actually started where I, w- I just walked in, um, to his place one day and we, I started telling him, I was like, yo, I want to do this, this kind of, uh, idea on, um, just a really impactful story. And we kind of just, uh, brought out the story together and yeah. I came at it in the beginning of the, of the, like making the film, I came at it from an artist, man. I'm not coming at it from like, 
just like, um, you know, I watched a bunch of movies and just want to make something like someone. It was never like that. It was more or less, uh, like Ridley Scott, there was a lot of, um, he did a lot of low angles, right? And I, I, I like to pick and choose kind of like little things that these directors do. And it's about kind of the impact of what they actually do. So how it was like resulted in the movie with the low angles, it can make someone seem grand when you look at it, right? And when the close ups, but I just looked at that and I was like, that's a cool idea for mental health because I think it's something inside your head. Um, yeah, it's very internal. Yeah, it's a movie about mental health and minority communities specifically. And with that being said, I wanted to get into people's heads without it's hard to just like see that in people's faces. Right. So what's the what's one of the most closest and um, I guess uh, like impactful ways to show that is to get really, really, really close, so close that you feel kind of nervous. So imagine, you know, if I came like super close to this camera, um, it'd be a little weird. It'd be a little, all right, man, like th this guy's like trying to like tell us everything, like look into my eyes type of thing. Yeah. So I had a bunch of like um, cool angles like that. I had a bunch of like um, decisions that I made based off that. And as I was doing it, I had a lot of help, man. I had like 50 people kind of like, um, you know, come in, come out of that time when mm. I was editing, when I was dealing with the film. And it was crazy, man. It was pretty nuts because I feel like a lot of people that were in the film were dealing with stuff at the time, even while filming um, in their life. Yeah, I totally resonate with that, dude. I, I feel the same way and not to get so much into it, but I, I had made a film as well. I think it's really special when you make something that not only resonates with you, but sort of coming to the understanding that you're also making something for uh, for the public and to educate people, uh, to, to both educate and, and also inspire. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, like, how did you feel when you like were maybe like halfway compared to after um, when the film was done? I mean, insane. It was insane. I, I, and, and I'm sure you can relate as well. It's like throughout, there were so many people, and I think you, you put it really nicely, is there's so many people that walk in and out of a process like that. You know, there's people that walk in when you're in the start of it, and then they leave. And then there's people that come in through the middle, and then come in through the end. And then those people that were with you in the beginning of the project, you may not necessarily even speak to anymore. But I mean, the reality is, is that like those, all, all of those people came into your life at that time for a reason. Um, people yeah. came into, you know, they came to help you with this project because they, uh, they, they believed in, in you, they believed in something and you needed them uh, at that time. And so with all of the things and the creative aspects that you're doing, you have a um, personal experience embedded in all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little um, funny because like um, I'd love to hear more about your like specific um, message maybe that you were that you were trying to do with your film. But with me, it was specifically minority communities and how it's different when your parents are not from Canada and then they come here and then... Yeah. Um, and I've had so many people in even in like the brown black like community just kind of relate to this, which is super interesting because it's just like it's just like, man, like this, this is this should be universal. This should be like like especially in Canada, like a place like this where we always say, yo, it's so multicultural. Like I, I think people have to realize like, yeah, it's like that's what it looks like. But um, yeah. you dive deeper into it like you know, are they aware that mental health is a thing? Um, do, you know, let, let's, you know, people from Jamaica, I'm Guyanese myself, right? I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of like Guyanese families that just come into Canada are not just like, yo, um, you know, d like, 
personally, a situation would be something like, uh, like just for example, like don't tell, um, don't tell your boss you're you're just feeling kind of off um, today. Just go in, just go into work type of thing, right? Right. And there's this other thing I love to challenge in the mental health industry where it's like, um, people say, you know, like, um. I think with COVID now, it's super interesting that people will take a break. Like, yo, if you're feeling sick, don't come to work. But like in your, in mental health, like if you're feeling sick, like, come on, like you're not, you know, most Mm -hmm. likely you're going to work. Like they're not going to take that as an excuse. And people just say that, right. There's all these laws that say this, like, yeah, make sure to tell your boss. It's like, you know, a lot of these things, it's like, okay, you can tell the person, but there's a very good chance you get let go and they do it under some weird circumstance. So I, I love to be an advocate for this stuff. And I use, I use the movie as, as some type of platform to kind of show everyone's mental health is not, is, is different um, in the sense that their families sometimes don't believe them or are ashamed yeah. of them, especially in minority. Well, that's, that's, um, that's a great point. And I think we've seen uh, so many kinds of people during this pandemic. Uh, yeah. We've seen people that are, we've seen people that are normally, uh, normally very active and normally very busy and like responsive and everything just sort of shut out. You know, we see people who are, you know, very busy and, and, and sort of everything normally who are shut out, but then also people that are sort of quiet and like have taken that break and have taken that step starting to come out. You know, like it's like we've seen we've seen different sides of people that I find so interesting. Um, And I'm curious for you, like, do you do you find that you're gravitating towards any work specifically during this during this pandemic? Like, do you find like any any topics of interest that are really like that you're really craving and that you're really obsessed with right now? There's this funny thing where um, I was talking to a couple friends about this, but in the entertainment world, like the industry that we're in. Um, I think a good point to realize is like we see all these big, big, big celebrities, right? And you see yeah. like m- most of them are not there for us. You realize you're you're dependent on your community that is right now, right? Like you you go to the grocery store, people are noticing like, okay, we, we have to take care of these health workers, number one. And number two is like the people that are doing the groceries that are giving us food, right? And obviously number three in there is is your friends. Like this is what you need to survive. So I think it's it's a it's almost a very interesting thing to say that the topic I'm talking about mostly now and kind of realizing is that we need each other more than ever. And um, to understand that is to understand yourself a little bit more. Like you need to be really in tune with yourself and how you, how you are alone. I guess to feel like you're comfortable in not knowing the comfortability yeah. of not knowing when this thing will end. Right. Comfortability I, of the unknown and sort of like accepting that, silence in a way as well right and accepting the fact that like you know this could be a time that you decide that you're going to enjoy that silence you're going to take a pause you're going to take a little bit of a break and you're really going to connect with yourself and things that i mean i can only speak really to creatives because i know you know like i said like before i know creatives who are doing all sorts of things and and one of them is literally going mia which which may be a good thing, you know, and, and when, when have you ever really gotten the opportunity to sit and really reflect and, and I guess for lack of a better word, be one with yourself? Yeah, it's, um, I think in people like, like what we do, I think, um, like I'm, I'm just, I find myself just always busy. This takes a really good chance to really kind of own in on like, what should you really do? Like, what should I really focus my time on? Cause if I'm busy now in a pandemic, um, that shows that I have 
a little bit like too much or uh, I should just be prioritizing certain things. So I start going to my, I start thinking to myself, like, where do I want to be in a month from now? Um, where do I want to like, do, you know, do I want to release a song in a month from now? Do I want to do this? So you start realizing these, these little goals are actually, um, I guess, harder to achieve when you have so much um, that you, that you are doing. But, uh, I wanted to say before, like perspective actually helped me a lot in understanding my own visuals. Like I decided out of nowhere to make, to make my own film. So I was dealing with like, you know, all the types of, um, shots that I wanted to get and how the feeling is evoked through camera. And I think it's really important when you just like, even just as an artist, you're just making music, but to just get like, get someone else to make the visuals. And then you just kind of go along with it. It's kind of interesting because, mm -hmm. I think with that being said, I, I've worked with uh, Ryan who's in here. Like I, I've worked with him like for so long. And I think there's a lot to be said about when you work, you work with some, someone collaboratively and you actually understand um, what's going on between you two kind of um, within the whole production to the level of detail. I think that's what I understood by doing something myself with this movie. And after the case, we, we started making more music and I just got really into like, visuals and like colors and color theory and i think it's probably the most amazing thing to get into as an artist because you kind of understand yourself um way more with and then you know now this pandemic hits i'm doing uh there's this new song um called uh i'll just say it <laughs> but it's called don't worry and it's going to be coming out super soon but amazing we're going to be able to listen to it we could be yeah, yeah. In a bit, we might be able to <laughs> okay good <laughs> um yeah yeah I, th I think we can but um what i can uh, do play a small snippet, but the song is about not worrying. It's about like, like you you don't really know what's ha you don't know everything that's going to be happening when you don't know dates, right? So it's like the comfortability of uncertainty, but it's kind of like a an interesting thing because um I guess a comparison I could put it to is like swimming. Um, mm -hmm. when you're swimming, you don't know like when you're under right under the water you don't know you know you're going straight but like you are taking a guess right so i think swimming is interesting because you don't know where the direction sense is like let's just say you just dived in the pool right and you know you have to go forward but like you know you don't let's say you do a twist off the diving board like you don't really know where you're going to end up and i think there's something so calm about swimming and like the sunlight coming in from the top of the water um man i miss uh, swimming bro <laughs> honestly i i feel the the same way i have a um a part-time job as a swim instructor and so like a lot about yeah so a lot about what i've loved about it is like being able to really just immerse yourself in the water and the fact that the sport is so different from what i normally do on a day-to-day -day basis um yeah. that feeling of really immersing yourself in the water going down to the bottom of the pool you can't hear anything, maybe, maybe some like muffling or whatnot. Um, but then you start to hear the creaks and the sounds and the, and the cracks of the actual surface. Um, and you're, you're just there for even a little bit and, and, and you can, um, and you can, you can scream, you know, you can, you can, you can release any sort of like tension that you have, um, or even just j diving in the water. But like being at the bottom of the pool is my favorite. Cause like no one will hear you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so back to, so then back to your, your music, then what kind of, what kind of music are you gravitating to? What kind of stuff do you make? So I, I take the, um, that, that thing that you were saying about the, the pool. So it, it's something really interesting, that bottom of it. Um, I didn't get to the bottom of the pool, um, 
just by kind of like in the beginning, I felt like I just dived into it. Right. I was getting to that, like, you know, murky water area. Like this is interesting, but now it's super cool because I, um, I find myself, I look into the process more, right? So the process of, of singing, like I got my whole setup here, um, just behind this curtain here, but it's, yeah. uh, it's just a little home studio I built. And just during this COVID time, I put it together with a buddy, uh, literally just before this, this thing hit. So like, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, just to answer your question, I close my eyes now when I'm making music. Um, I really like get into some other different world I feel, and I can't, um, get out of it. And I don't know when I want to get out of it and I don't care. But the thing is, um, I gravitate towards soul music. So I used to, I, I listened to like a lot of Aaliyah. I listened to, um, I was telling you before Shaggy was like a big, um, introduction to like style for me. Um, just mm-hmm. he did this style thing in his music videos, Q-tip. I'm a nineties baby. Right. So I had yeah. I was listening to, um, everything. I used to listen to like, um, like old school, old school hip hop. Um, yeah. I love Jay-Z. I love, um, I'm I'm basically listening to uh like new artists right now. I I can put together like a little list like Giveon is awesome. He just released something actually. Um these lost tapes. Have you heard of Giveon? No. He's a wicked artist, man. He's uh he's a very very interesting R&B artist because he uses mm-hmm. his low tone in his voice and he kind of like uh puts it in the environment with the music it's really really cool i've really is that kind in- of like is that kind of like beatboxing as well in a way like using your sort of using your throat using your lower diaphragm is that i think he just has a deep voice naturally but um oh, okay it's funny you mentioned beatboxing i used to <laughs> i used to beatbox when uh, i started out and nice. i think that's how i became a percussionist like i decided to be a drummer back in school I actually I, sh- I probably should have mentioned this but I completely forgot it was so long ago but I think drumming got me into um the way I stylistically choose um choose music like choose beats to go on to and um I think that's really cool and the the biggest thing too is like the pockets I find in music like mm-hmm. I'm lo- I'm listening for R&B pockets um specifically like there's really cool things that even um man even the new Justin Bieber album had a bunch of like cool stuff. I think, uh, people are, yeah, people- I'm not, I'm not well versed in, in music and under, and understanding that, that. So that's why I'm, I'm just nodding. Cause I'm really interested. I'm really listening to sort of like what you're saying. And, and I feel like out of all of those sort of styles, what styles do you feel yourself implementing more? I feel like there's a really cool, uh, simplistic raw style that Daniel Caesar has. And it's, it's very like, you know, just picture the simplest thing. Um, back even in the eighties and nineties, like someone would come out, there'd be someone hooked up to a synth or just a guitar Mm -hmm. and just come out and a mic. That's it. Right. And for me, I think in the simplest terms, um, I like to look at music like that now because, um, we're in this digital age, man. We're like, it's really dope. Don't get me wrong. Like you can like switch your voice and do a million things with it. But there, there seems to be for me, I mean, as I get older, um, this level of like, really coming back to its roots um Mm -hmm. like Warren hill style like just super like slam poetry type of type of stuff um just the vibe that you get when you walk into a bar and you could just hear the raspiness and the noise that the mics the mic makes with the person's voice i think that's like super raw man so i love that i'm really loving these types of ideas in music and um to make it even stronger i think i um i use the environment that, I, that I'm in like I was just talking to my producer um the other day and I, he was saying like uh when, when you record like don't don't try to muffle like so I've I have this uh little thing behind me 
and it's just it's a mic it's this mic with like a uh, a filter and it's just covered with um something called a, a vox guard which is just like a cover around it and i put another one behind it so just the, it's it's essentially just to cover the sound to, to soundproof it but then you start to realize that there's a really interesting reverb that my my room makes right now like like uh behind this so if i don't cover it there's a natural sound that i get in this studio, in this small basement, right? And there's That's something awesome. to say about that. So I'm starting to look at raw sounds, raw environments, and just kind of blending that. It's amazing that you've been able to build a studio there. And 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 something that I find very interesting is sort of creatives who are normally out like I mean, even us doing this podcast, you know, we normally record in a studio in Toronto and yeah. you know we found a way to sort of like do it virtually. And I love that you've been able to do that with music. Yeah, man, it's, I love it too, bro. I, to be honest, I I don't know what I'd be doing if I were just like just to be sitting down on a laptop, just like record voice voice recording, and then just messing with it. Like th- this has been a blessing in disguise because I I just had it at the right time, and then I don't even know like this this stuff just hit, and I was like, well, I now I have time to just my setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, do you want to do you want to play some for us now? Yeah, bro, I'll play some. I'll give a, Can you? a little snippet. Yeah. So th- this is don't worry. Um, so I guess while you're while you're putting up pulling up your your song, um, I guess can you speak more to I guess when you're so when you're in this in this recording now, um, and you're in quarantine recording, um, what do you what do you hope to sort of achieve by the end of it? Do you have long-term goals or are you taking it day by day um you know how are you sort of adapting to this environment good question um i would say i'm taking it day by day i don't think we should look into rushing anything i think um the most important part is just breathing bro like i feel like as as a creator i have this thing where i'm like yo i have to spend um x amount of time writing x amount of time this x amount of time that but then some some days i'm like even recently, like I picked up uh, this, this uh, you would enjoy this book. It's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, I, just, I just started reading, like you can start this book kind of anywhere. It's one of those. And I, I started reading. I, I realized I spent like two hours, just just like one or two hours or something like that reading. And I just got lost. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like, uh, you know, like doing music uh, just for the rest of the day. I want to just eat something healthy and maybe just, uh, just chill and just listen to music. And I think that changed a lot because the next couple days after, um, I made some crazy stuff in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a matter of process and like elimination on how you feel. So I started taking out like what I should do and just like replacing it with what I think I feel like I can do right now. And I just, I just go along with that. Nice. Cool. I got this thing pulled up. Amazing. Let's do it. Don't worry about it, something's about it You ain't got no worries Don't worry about it, something's about it I know it's hard waking up beside the unknown I can't control, you can't control, no I ain't got the answers, I ain't even close to it. You ain't got the ammo, you decide to fall with it. Think it doesn't matter what they know, it don't really. I understand. How many plans did it fall with it? What if the sun comes up? Take a dip in the ocean, dip my toes in it. I wait, take a breath, and hit my soul with it. Nah. 
the things we do can slowly come changes too. Yeah, something feel kind of different, cause we hung in. And truthfully, I feel the attraction we miss. Attachment to a tragedy did that ever since. So the energy real, it's not perfect. Dude, wow, that was awesome. That was so good. Oh my goodness. How long, and, and you've just been doing that during COVID. How long, that took you like a month, I'm assuming, right? Or... Yeah, I've I've uh took some time and just kind of like really kind of put myself in the position to just feel. And yeah. it's I'm not talking about like just worrying <laughs> or mm -hmm. just being like anxious, like literally feeling every single moment of of every day. Just it it feels dope the first day you're like, "Yo, I'm inside," right? And then the second day the second day you're like, okay, like, where is this going? Right. Third day. And then the fourth day, you know, and it just kind of went on from there. And I put this into kind of, you know, just a little book and I started writing it out and I was like, uh, this can be something. So I put it down and I threw the, the chorus down first and just kind of took, took off from there. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. And so when you're, when you're looking at sort of adapting any, any part of any other parts of your, of your music, are you, are you collaborating with other artists? And if so, who are they and what kind of music do they make? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking into collaborating with, um, specifically like experimental, innovative. Um, I don't want to kind of put a genre on it, but I am looking um, with within um, R&B, rap, hip hop, that type of uh, vibe. I am working with, uh, I, I always say this guy, but Ryan Michaels, man, is that's that dude. Um, he's my guy right now. I, I work on, on everything with him um, just because me, me and him are just kind of on the same page with a lot. And I work, I'm working with uh, this other artist named Pat Williams Sound. Uh, he's got a dope project coming out soon. He's got, he's got two songs out right now. Um, if, Amazing. If, uh, yeah, if, you just look up Pat Williams on Spotify. He's got some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Ryan made his stuff too. So um, it's really cool, man. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, kind of swimming with my team and just kind of seeing where um, that takes us. And uh, we're all taking our, our time with it, but we are understanding like, um, you know, there's, there's beauty in even the smallest things, even the, the time that, you know, the world is looking like it's crashing. Like there, there is some type of like interesting thing that you can take from that. And it's just about the way you look at it. Yeah. And a lot of people are turning to artists right now as well. People like yourself, uh, who are making music and, 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 and new content and really just to, uh, to keep people sane. Uh, so thank you. And I really, you know, um, at least for me, I, I appreciate you, you know, going out and, and continually making this content. It's really inspiring. Um, and for me, you know, I look to a lot of creatives who are also making things, uh, to sort of gain a lot of inspiration from them. Um, so just tracking back now a little bit, how did you grow up? Did you, did you grow up in a creative household or were you like, how, how, who were you sort of influenced by growing up? Well, I, I just grew up honestly in like a, in a, um, interesting, um, neighborhood. We just kind of like, I kind of like relied on my friends and family, honestly. Um, it wasn't like a neighbor thing. Like we, I don't know why, like our area just didn't, <clears throat> all the neighbors didn't really like talk. It was just one of those, but it, it's cool, man. Like I was, um, I, I think I'd consider myself like an extrovert. I need to talk to people. Um, I do need to like express myself in, in that type of way. And um, I just kind of found music to kind of be this crazy, crazy thing. Like um, I feel like all the nineties people like, like watching in, like even, um, the old BET stuff, even the, the much, music, the much music television, bro. Like all that yeah. type of stuff. I would look into the visuals and, um, 
there was this other thing too. I feel like um, this might be veering off, but like growing up, I've noticed like, you know, these people like T-Pain and even like Lil John. that I used to see Lil John on much music just with all these crazy colors, bro. And you start to wonder like, what is, what, music is life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you start to wonder like, where is everything, um, where did he go? Where did John go, right? Where, yeah. where what is he doing with uh with his time like what happened to all these artists and it's just interesting to me man like there's there's something about timeless music and i think to me it revolves around like the kendricks revolves around the lauren hills um there's something super interesting about them i i kind of uh when i found out about kendrick i i looked into a bunch of his stuff um section 80 like there was a bunch of stuff in there um i guess uh soca music too i think is a very good point to bring up they're I feel like R&B guys or when they I feel when you ask them about influences and it's interesting to bring up <clears throat> other R&B guys, right? Like I'm obviously listening to Division, I'm obviously like listening to all those guys. I'm loving Trey Songs, August Agusina. Um there is this point where I, I do want to bring up Soka because there's a happiness to it. When I look at myself as an artist, right? I I understand like there was this level of pe- people were kind of making especially like in the mainstream rap they were making like this sad rap um and it is it is relatable to a point but for me man i'm always looking at the good side of of things i think you should look at the because to move forward is to to not just think but act in a i guess progressive way yeah yeah thank you essentially yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah in a progressive way and soca music is crazy man because you always hear that at like um, you know, Trinidad Guyana, you, you're hearing it. Um, yeah. make it like it, it's just da 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 da. It's super fast, right? The BPM is super fast, and to to really grow up with that, man, it's it's different because I'm switching from I'm switching from soca to R and B to hip hop. You're you're going from these crazy well, pieces, it, right? Yeah, it it it. it feels like you've been, I I guess, sort of like fulfilled with, you know, creative expression by listening to music that is, that is upbeat and that is uh, essentially flourishing. And so, you know, I don't know, for me, I make, I normally make dramas. And so I'm, I'm listening to music that's, that's slower and more contemplative and a lot more, um, I guess exploitive is not the right word, but it's more or less ones that are just really transcendent slower and transcendent but i but i love music that is also like soca and hip-hop and r&b because like though that's music that like you know you wake up to in the morning and you fucking get your day started you know what i mean like i'm not waking up in the morning and listening you know yeah 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 go ahead go ahead yeah the this thing's lagging damn instagram um the beauty about that is to blend both of them though i think like yeah Hitting on that point, like, yeah, it's super happy music, but um, like the dramatic, um, you know, like even watching a film, I feel like me and you can relate just looking at a film and just instead of instead of worrying about how they did that or how, you know, how did they get this sort of like vibe, um, the music, who's the producer, yeah. I'm going to look at the credits and check that guy out. Like, it's not, it's not all the time like that, but it's yeah. beautiful when you you look at um if i can bring in the movie hereditary for a second um did you yeah that's a random move but did you did no no, no, no but hereditary yeah hereditary hereditary scarred me um <laughs> i it was it was <laughs> that scene that scene and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure people know what scene i'm talking about uh yeah. if you've seen hereditary uh but it was uh it was good but anyway yeah, no, I, it was it was good, but it was um I, to me I think it was one of the coolest um 
horror films. Um, mm. I, the reason why I bring that up is because if you look at these genres of like music and let going even going back to film, horror to me is one of the hardest things to to do because you have to you have to make the person like fear is like hard to really tap yeah. in. You yeah. gotta either be like super sadistic, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the what whatever you're showing, mm-hmm. and um, there was just this uh this level of, I I guess um interesting, it's the way they did that right like the movie people who have seen the movie will will remember like when even the first shot where they're going into the little house and then the house becomes the shot right like there's these little things and the storyline moved moved so well and the music kind of got put together but. It yeah. was a horror film, bro. And like, I, I went to horror movies before and the crowds were just laughing. And it's just like, it's really interesting. The genre, if you if you are going to do it, like you got to do it. Like, and it's got to be damn good. But do you think people laugh at uncomfortability or do you think people laugh because they think it's funny? You know that saying where like, when you're watching a really dramatic scene, you're watching yeah. something that's very sort of thought provoking, but also very like uncomfortable. People's first reactions will be to laugh. Like their one their first reaction, like, you know, you're sitting in a theater and you're you're looking at it, you know, someone's head gets blown off and one of the characters is staring. You might laugh because you're thinking, oh my God, like this what? This just happened in front of this person. This is this is crazy. But they might be laughing yeah. Are you are you saying that like some some of them might be laughing because of their own um like just just kind of like problems like you don't think they're being honest with themselves like it's a it's a defense mechanism I think I I I could argue it is and I've read that I've read that as well and and I or 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 they they'll laugh or they'll cough they'll have yeah. a really loud cough so they'll be watching something that isn't as isn't uh, as appealing to the eye and you know they'll the, it'll be on the screen and it'll happen. And it'll go all silent. And then you'll hear that one guy or that one woman in the theater that's like, oh, you know, yeah. and I, I notice it all the time. Personally, I notice it all the time. And I think that when people are reacting to those sort of ab- abrupt changes in music and in tone, I think people are actually reacting because it may be triggering something within them. That's a super interesting point, man. I think horror yeah. is, is based off of some, some of that stuff is is uh, mental health related because like it's just scary, right? Fear is in in your mentality could cut to kind of like take um if it can take control of your body. That's that's where you get the you know the neck standing up and all that craziness, right? But yeah. it's crazy, man. That's a that's an interesting point. I think you, you talk about because some people, yeah, some people. I haven't really like even thought about that too too crazily, but. Some people might look at like horror films, like if someone watches so so many films, like horror films, right? You wonder if they're finding like comfortability in in a, something like that. They're looking mm-hmm. for that one that's tapping into something that can talk to them in a way where their their emotions are physical, right? And I wonder if um that's a that's a crazy conversation, man. You're making me think of like uh I think I saw this this Criminal Minds episode one time. Yeah. They they did something like that, but yeah, bringing it back to to music, um. I think they're that level. If if someone can create a blend of feeling where the emotion is so strong that it makes you cry, okay, yeah, something like that. Throwing it back on, like I loved Get You, Daniel Caesar. I loved, I love Snow Allegra, man. Like there's some of these these records that they they make and their team makes, and I I, I do want to put that in perspective too. Their team 
we all credit the the artists too, but the teams are so important, bro. And like, it's yeah. very, there's people telling us like how they feel. Like for me, when I make a record when, you know, before COVID, but it was this level of like, you know, how does it make you feel? Like if I show you a song, like I, I literally need you. I want you to tell me exactly how you feel. Don't hold anything back because any the type of word, the pacing you use to just describe how you feel, I take every little tiny thing in, even the pacing you speak. It's because, if, let's just put it this way. Like for example, if you're talking slower um, when you're listening to it, that means that, that that's the effect that I was going for, right? But if another person is like, is like just kind of like, um just kind of vibing right away um, to mm-hmm. it. It's kind of interesting because like maybe I don't want to, th- like I want you to follow my the journey with me in the record when I'm doing it, right? I think that's that's important too, so. Well, I, you know, you and I, like I'm, you know, I've, I've heard countless times, a music is something that makes or breaks the film, right? A music is something that makes or breaks a, a piece. It could, it could bring people together at a party. It could, uh, you know, bring, bring back friends and common enemies or whatever it might be. Right. And so like when you're, you know, when you're in a creative space and you, you need some sort of upliftment or you need a change in mood, you'll look to music. I remember when I was on cold hands, um, there was a, there was a day where it was just getting very, very difficult. Um, and I was sort of, I wasn't sure how it was going to move on from the scene. And it was just like, I, I felt sort of like this that mental health taking a toll and whatnot. Uh, and then, you know, one of my gaffers like put on music and we were in a school and we were setting up a shot and, and I'll never forget this. He put it on, he put out music and it was sort of like playing within the hallway. And I just got all sort of like worked up, but then I thought about it and then I went over to him and I'm like, I'm like, Hey Pedro. And he, and he looks at me and he's like, put it lower. No worries, man. Like I'll, I'll definitely put it lower. I know you want like some quiet time. And I'm like, no, 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 turn it up. And he's just like, oh. So then he gets a um, a walkie-talkie. He gets a clamp, and he clamps the walkie-talkie to uh, his speaker, and he clamps it so that way the walkie's on. And now everybody on set that had a walkie-talkie uh, is listening to this song, is listening to this music, and That's now fire. the entire set is sort of like jamming and everything. And I'll never forget that because it was sort of a moment that. I didn't really expect to feel and my mood all of a sudden changed to understanding like, this is real. This can, this, this can like, you know, we can turn to music to try to, uh, to try as a coping mechanism to to try to help us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that is like such a cool story. First off to get everyone, um, listening to, to the track. I think that's beautiful, dude. Like that's, Thanks, That's man. a beautiful story. I want to. I mean, I wanna... it's, all, it's all on him. I didn't even. Yeah, and I was surprised that he was able to do that. Uh, but that was on him, and and that was uh, wonderful to be able to to experience. That's that's really um, joyful to mm. hear, man. That um, that puts something in my head, and it just shows how like how your team is just kind of making making you guys stronger, right? Like making you specifically when you're when you're like, yo, turn that up. Like seriously, yeah. that's changing my direct feeling towards that man you you get the yeah. you get the director producer on board with like that feeling your, your film just shoots up like tenfold in terms They're of like golden. artistic creativity right like absolutely dude absolutely there, there's it's, another thing yeah. too i love i love uh like i'm i'm starting to do this but um 
even DJs like or even I did this thing my first song I did this thing called Love Hip Hop and I gave it out to this YouTube kid it was just a YouTube uh, you know this kid just making music on the side um, he looked like he was getting like a bunch of plays and he was doing remixes so he was pretty big and I just like I was like, hey, man, like I'm from Toronto, Canada. Um, just thought I'd shoot you over, um, you know, parts of this song, um, you know, see if see if you like it. And this was just out of like out of the blue. OK, this is one of the one of the craziest things. He uh, basically I'm like, yo, he just logged up. There was this thing where. Uh, uh, damn, what was I saying? Hold on. <laughs> There's this thing you learned. Yeah, yeah. So this kid, this kid, I forget his uh, his specific YouTube name, but yeah. um, he he takes the song and mm-hmm. he remixes it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh no way! This this kid answered my email. So I check in with the guy and he sends me this thing, bro. I did a I the song's called Love Hip Hop. It sounded like like hip hop parade, like hey ho, like all that like really old school stuff, right? Yeah. And, he took that and completely flipped it into some EDM craziness and it was dope. Like it was, it was really, really, really interesting. And I'm like, that's me. Like that's my, someone took inspiration from me. I think that's a really important point to highlight is that this person then goes to tell me he, uh, he's like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't uh, send you the mix earlier. And I was like, dude, like whatever, man. And, um, and then I started to ask like, uh, like, um, you know, more of his life and he's like i'm actually from the philippines i'm um i think it was like 13 and he's like i only come to this cafe i only have uh, a certain amount of like time each day in the cafe to do my work so i uh, i basically took your song and i did it for about five hours i just put it on this program and just kind of made my own mix and then he's like i'm so sorry but i i uh ended up some something happened and it got deleted so i had to redo it the next day and i was like uh, i was like hold on man you you like does it not save on your computer in this cafe and he goes no we don't have computers at our house i have to come to this cafe and they delete everything on the hard drive the same day so i'm like i'm like hold on bro so you're telling me you're 13 this dude takes the song this old school hip-hop song and from toronto just a guy from toronto and yeah a second time in the philippines on this computer finishes it everything in five hours and sends it to me and he tells me sorry and i'm like that's crazy this is insane the guy is like in the world and people do this it's beautiful that's what sort of that's what sort of you know makes me so or not sort of that's what makes me happy is being able to being able to sort of connect with with uh early work and emerging creators is because like you know you realize you're all sort of in the same boat Right. Like it doesn't really matter, you know, how many followers you have. It doesn't matter who's watching what. Like, I mean, yes, content and demographics matter, of course. But a lot of us are really at the same point of trying to figure out what's next. Right. Like I had a, I had a conversation with um, with an agent today and we just went off about talking about like the creative process and whatever. And, you know, he asks me straight up. He's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like. Honestly, long-term, you know, directing, writing, producing, that kind of stuff. And he's like, you will be surprised at how many people in this exact moment, especially, especially in quarantine, dude, especially in quarantine, especially in like these circumstances, how many people are actually sitting there be like, what the fuck is next? What, 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 
what step do I move forward with? Like, which direction what do I want to continue with? And that's something that like all of us as creators have to understand that we are all in the same pool. And so this 13 year old doing that, like, do you get, do you guys still keep in touch? Um, we don't, but I mean, I can, I can find him. I'm pretty sure. But, um, this was, you have to understand this was like the starting of my like music career. Right. So for me to get this (laughs) from a little kid, Yeah. But I mean, even still, that's like, that's, that's huge. And I, I would, I would be interested in knowing if you do get it, keep in touch with him because you'd be surprised at like how many people from that point in your life can come back and can now come back like almost even, even stronger, you know? That's a really good point, bro. At this point, the way he was doing it, he probably owns his own label, man. Like (laughs) the dude was going in, but yeah, definitely. Thank you for for just even like, I, I just started like remembering this, but like, it's a, it's a good uh, time to actually connect uh, connect with him. Yeah, he's you know he's probably like twenty by now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean maybe you know and and see if he even remembers it. And, and most likely he he probably does, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and yeah. so you have to be sort of weary of like who it is that's coming into your life that really does support you and really does support your work. And you have to acknowledge that like you as a creator have a foundation, and whether that's how you grew yeah. up. Or who supported you when you started, um, or or what school you went to, or what teacher told you you could make it. It's always important to realize that like that that foundation is what's grown you, right? Yeah, it's it's super important to to realize that. And I think uh, the the same the same guy I started out with um, helping me do this stuff. Um, he did all my albums, man, and I'm still. I'm still working with them. And I think um, the beauty of it is kind of understanding the different sides of the people you work with. Like, ev- like if it's someone that you work with almost every year or every, you know, every couple of months, like it's really interesting because you get to know how they feel in the, in the moment when they're making the record. Like you kind of become, you kind of become, become the, uh, the feeling in the room. And I think that's super important. Um, it just recently, actually I've been, um, even like with this, all this mental health stuff, even when I started perspective, started getting into like, um, stuff you put in the room, right? Like bamboo, uh, the level of green colors in your, in your room, um, that you create, um, the level of, you know, like little candles and stuff like that. Some people might look at that, like, it's just a little thing, but these things make a difference, man. Like it's the feeling people forget how much smell. Absolutely. The environment you're working in uh, says a lot about the work that you're creating. You know, yeah. like when you go ahead and you clean your workspace and you you do a real four or five hour cleanup. And something I did as well during the quarantine, I, I finally cleaned my room. Yeah, and word, I can man. actually see Let's the floor. <laughs> what? Like, you know, and, and, and doing that now and, and, and seeing what that could become. Now I've made my room sort of like a creative hub. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not afraid to like go in and like actually work here and sit down and really process and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, um, you know, your environment says a lot about your, your work ethic as well. Um, but listen, we are, we are running, uh, short to the close to the end of, uh, our time. So just to end off, like how, especially with everything going on, how are you making this year, your year? That's a big question. Um, I'm taking it. I feel like I'm taking it um, day by day and I'm looking to make very uncomfortable stuff and then sit with it and look at it the next day and the, the following day and look at what I can do with that feeling of, uh, of what I get from, you know, that step of uncomfortability. And I want to make myself uncomfortable because I think if we stay in these levels where, you know, like we're not sure of anything now, bro. 
like anything yeah. at all. So why stay comfortable? I think we should try and do as, as, um, just as experimental for me specifically, I try to be as experimental as I can because my feelings change every day. So I think by really being honest with that, it'll um, come through with my art, my visuals, my music. And I just, I guess it's about just staying true to what um, kind of I believe in in the moment and seeing where that that can take you um, the next, the following days after you look at your art and being in this beautiful age where you can just change it the next day and decide what parts you can take and splice and all that stuff. I don't take that stuff for granted, bro. I love that. So um, that's what I'm Amen. doing. <laughs> there you go. And, 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 and becoming comfortable with uncertainty, um, yeah. riding that, riding that wave of uncertainty. Thank you so much, dude. I feel like we, I feel like we, we did it. Thank you so much for, for uh, coming on board the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Oh, bro. Thank you. Stay safe, man. Thank you, dude. You as well. Cheers. Take care, brother.